that's it. That's what we tend to do anyway. Oh, there we go. We're live. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Big Footy Tiger Cast. Hope everyone's doing well on this wonderful Monday night. Apologies for being a, a few minutes late. So I just had to get my headphones up and running over this luscious head of hair that uh, will not plague me like last week. Uh, so I'm just combating the, the hair comments um, in my own way. So there we go. Evening, Grok. Grok's in the chat. Hope you're feeling well. Yes, thank you, mate. Thank you. It's not as good as your beard hair that could have made an appearance on my on my head after the efforts last week. But um, that all good. So, CB, how are you, mate? What's going on? Oh, not much, mate. Not much. Just um, cricket season's over, thank God. Had my first swim in over a month and um, nearly drowned, so that was terrific. But apart from that, um, life rolls on, mate. Time for footy season. Very good. Uh, and do you have any... Did you battle bowl at all this year, or are you just sort of strictly behind the scenes? If his girls was here, he'd tell you, mate. Uh, no, we went okay. We, uh, yeah, we, we went okay. That's all I'll say. We're all right. And this is the Gormandale Cricket Club top guy. I'm actually representing, so it's actually the Tigers. This is the team I play for. This is our one-day uniform. So if anyone wants to come down and play a game at Gormandale with me um, in the Bees, mate, this is what you wear, Tiger Colours. Very good. No, it's, oh, it's Tiger Colours, it's a win. So uh ej how are you mate welcome yeah uh, i'm well thank you uh here yeah, hope everyone's well and um at the start of the show i'd just like to wish the great kb a happy birthday 76 today oh. and i come armed with a stat uh thank you to sir swamp thing on twitter happy 76th birthday kevin bartlett 8293 kicks Number one all time, and nineteen hundred and forty more than anyone else. Eight hundred and fifty-eight handballs, number eight hundred and forty-two all time. <laughs> okay, B. A ratio of about ten to one. Skills has put the comment just underneath the, the one you just put up there. Oh, there we go. Good show, guys. Play of the year, CB. Jeez, that's back to back, isn't it? Abby, did you make another newspaper appearance at all this year? Not sure. Um, not, not I will sure. say this. I legit only saw a KO mini of the Melbourne game, and I do blame Skurlock because after we finished the season up on Saturday, we seriously smashed VBs and Pineapple Cruises till God knows when. It was there. Just did not see, didn't have seen much of the game. And while the scoreline, fortunate, I think I was fortunate. You didn't miss, didn't miss a great deal. Uh, now, somebody did put in the chat, where is uh, Blue Lip 71? He's still fairly crooked. In all seriousness, the concussions really mess with him. I think he's like three or four weeks in now. Um, and he put on Twitter, so I'm not saying anything that's out of order here. Um, he put on Twitter that with after doing some tests and whatnot, the doctor thinks he, he may potentially be having sort of seizures or something during the night. He's waking up with migraines and things like that still. So... He's still in quite a bit of uh, issues with, with the concussion. It just goes to show how serious we have to take it. Um, I know he's obviously a lot older than the AFL players or any other sporting player, but it still it still makes you question how some of these guys are allowed to come back and play elite-level sport that's heavy contact as soon as they do. Um, but, yeah, so Tiggs, all the best, mate. Hopefully you're feeling better soon. Uh, and Grok still still got the the hearing hearing issue the uh all the eardrums copped with bashing from the avalon air show as well he was in a bit of pain 
as they were flying over nearby. So but that's right, we push on. And what am I getting blamed for here? I blame Marcus getting the Brookvale Union. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Good drop, the Brookvale Union, and one bitters. But no, good to see everyone in chat. Um, how many of you made anyone else in chat make their way out to Casey Fields on on Saturday? It was um, I went out there. The the crowd, guys, I must admit, was a lot more than I anticipated. So I, I almost left my run too late to get a car park in a spot. That it was um, it was pretty good. So the crowd atmosphere wise, excellent. And I was wrapped that it was free. The kids could have a kick afterwards. They had food vans, the, the whole shebang. So. Well done, the Casey Fields are putting on a good show. No, not a shit hole, eh? Not a shit hole. It's a nice part of the world. <laughs> uh, Travis, this is... Wow. Sorry, boys. Watching maths. I'll watch the replay tomorrow. <laughs> Jeez. That's the problem with the youth of today, isn't it? That's the problem oh, right hey, there with hey, the youth of today. Hey, hey, CB, CB, the problem yeah. with the youth of today, you and I are missing Survivor for this, mate. So don't you... <laughs> don't you go and hide behind... Uh, these these words of untruth. You sit on a throne of lies. I have actually rejected time with my wife to be with these lovely you lovely folks tonight. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have the RGBs on the PC in the background. Good spot up there, Chester. Uh, might do a bit of rust streaming after if anyone wants to watch. But anyway, we'll get stuck into the footy. Uh, That's crazy. Cool. Telling future going. No way you're living oh. twenty five goals in a, in a season, Kochi. Yeah, we're, uh, we could be in a little bit of trouble with this one. But it's good banter nonetheless. And he, Cornsy actually gave it another plug, uh, which I sent to you, CB, saying that based on current form, he could probably reduce it to 10 or 15 goals. So, Like a man with confidence. Like, like a man with we'll, confidence. We'll, we'll get to that. But uh, we'll, we just thought we'd do a show tonight to uh, touch on the preseason games that have taken place because obviously they're the big talking points in the lead up to round one. Um, and we'll obviously you know, resume normal, normal uh, episodes next week heading into the big round one game versus the Blues but uh, played Melbourne on the weekends and they done us by 50 points 121 to 71 um, it was an interesting game EJ it was um, being there and a few people made comment of it is it kind of felt like that they had five more players on the field than us almost at any given time and it was quite bizarre to watch but what did you make of the game watching it on on screen. Um, oh, look, I saw plenty of positives and and plenty of uh, negatives. I think uh, one of the positives I'll say is that it was great to have it exposed against who I think are the team to beat this year in Melbourne. You'd rather play them now and actually have your foibles exposed so you can work on them and work your way into the season before we meet them again. Was there certain things that you liked and disliked? And I agree, they're going to be a very good team as well. Uh, Gorn Grundy partnership is very good. Yep, yep. Oh, look, I, I, I liked a lot of things. Um, I thought we actually held our ground pretty well in the middle of the ground. Um, you know, we wanted to improve, improve a contested ball and clearance and and the numbers uh, back up that we did that, even with Prestia going off. So, yeah. Uh, I think that is a real positive. But on on, on the negative side, uh, before before getting too deeply into the um, structural sort of stuff, the discipline or the lack of discipline and the dumb free kicks just doesn't seem to have gotten any better from last year. Uh, two incidences, obviously, 
the rest of the football world is melting tonight because Koch only got a $1,000 fine instead of getting a spell. But even like the like Bolter coming in and knocking the bloke over and giving away 50 metres when the contest would finished, you know, that's the sort of stuff that we've been consistently doing. And it's really frustrating as a supporter when we think that we don't do great on the free kicks anyway. That is stuff that we can absolutely control. And to not control it, it'd be a long season. We need to get that under control. We need to tidy it up. I 100% agree. There's a couple of 50s we gave away outside of that one, I think, from kickouts and things like that as well, uh, from encroaching or not giving the ball back, whatever it might be. And it's, yeah, they're the controllables. They're the ones that are annoying. Uh, CB, from the the mini review that you watched, what did you make of it? To be honest, it was, um, I just really was happy that Lynch was able to get through. That's a positive. Um, feedback on Dusty's, he still looks pretty good. Um, I, from what I'm understanding, really, the issues are defensively. Again, we, we, we leaked a bit like a sieve down back. Uh, but then we are missing players. Like, you look, we, we played with the two-ruck combo of Soldo and Nankervis, so maybe the viewers can think about that as to whether the hybrid of Miller-Nankervis looks better and more mobile than Soldo and Nankervis. So the feedback I've sort of come across is they – People are tending towards the more hybrid setup. We've seen a bit more quicker and mobile around the ground. Um, yeah. I guess the real negatives are, you know, Short's pinged a calf, so he's borderline for the game. Presti with a peck is 50-50 for the game. Um, and who's the other one? Oh, there's, a, there's a third third injury, but, you know, we, we need those guys to be competitive against Carlton. You, you want your best team in. Um, oh, Marlon Pickett's still 50-50 at this stage as well. And and you've got uh, Robbie Tarrant. Um, he's still 50-50 with his um, hip. So, yeah, all those blokes are pretty critical to our structure at various ends of the ground that we really need on the park. But, I mean, maybe we're playing Ducks and Drakes too. We're not going to give too much away at this stage of the year. But for me, what I just disliked was those, those injuries being eight, ten days out, not ideal. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I think we looked a little bit slow. The, the one thing that stood out for me was uh, the ability for Melbourne to transition the ball from defence to offence very, very easily with a lot of chip kicks through basically any part of the ground they wish. They could go wide, they could go down the middle. And we were talking like this Clayton Olivers and Batrakis, like those guys were free with no one around them. Um, it was quite alarming. So I don't know whether that was a case of it's just a pre-season game, we're just ticking the legs over to get through it but there was minimal to no defensive transition running at all um, or tackling for that matter. Tackling I'm okay with being a practice game. I don't read into that part too much, but the running back the other way to stop transition, like they were literally able just to pick out four or five passes, get it forward of center and then bang inside 50 EJ. It was that, and that was, that happened over the the course of four quarters um, easily. And that's why we conceded as many goals we did because they were getting easy entries. Oh, sometimes if we lost the contest and the ball and the ball spat out, it looked like we were just jogging. I, I, I don't know what it looked like at the ground, but um, and and that was one of the negatives that I had written down. And you say the transition was from the defensive fifty. Whilst I'm happy to talk about the positives of having Dusty and Shea down forward with Combo and Jack and Lynch, one of our great strengths has been forward pressure when we've been able to lock the ball in 
have we got too many attacking types and do we not are we lacking a little bit in the pressure because as you say melbourne seemed to be able to walk it out whenever they wanted it, it stood out massively like rioli jr was pretty much our only noted small speedy but when bolton wasn't there um chaser of notes so dusty won't really give you much of a chase cochin's on you know heavy legs or whatever he's on the older side we know that jack and lynch will maybe corral at best but won't apply serious heat so opposition had no real fear i know it's only a practice game it's not being doomsdays but it's something we 100 percent need to address going into round one because they've got to get that mix right and i i think having dusty lynch rewalt cumberland um, and only one small forward isn't the right way to do it. I, I don't think we're sharp enough down there. It's just going to be too easy for, as soon as the ball hits the deck, and because we bomb it in long, I would say nine out of 10 times, it's going to hit the deck um, from a contest. So it just looks too easy for opposition defenders to walk out. What did you but think? Then, but then, like some people rate practice games and some don't. I mean, the intensity isn't there. In a, it's very hard to gauge intensity in a, in a preseason hit out as well, because they've obviously got blokes trialing things. We're trying to get a couple of blokes in new roles, learning their positions. So I, I hear what you're saying, but then I don't know how much weight I put behind it as well. Because you remember, it's pretty bruise free. A lot of a lot of that shit's pretty bruise free because you're yeah, not wanting definitely. your guys to crack in and, and get hurt. You know, there's definitely an element of that. There's bruise free, but um. When we played our best football as a club, we were generating good habits in all forms of games, whether it was pre-season, whether it was, you know, whatever it was, but we were creating good habits and not running back and doing those things. I just worry that we're creating bad habits for ourselves again and it might be harder. Like we might get jumped early part of the year before it's, you know, and it might be too late to then turn around and fix it. Maybe we're jumping at shadows with it, but yeah, I don't know. It's just a little bit. I just don't think we're nippy enough around Ford. I'd like to, I wouldn't mind seeing Judson Clark spending more time up there. I thought he was very good. Um, I think he played in the wing for a lot of the time, Juddy, but he, he was good. He was good. What'd you make of his game, EJ? Sorry, I've got my wife just texting me from outside the door. I'll have oh, to pass okay. it on the CV. There's a bit no, of going no. on out there. Hang on. No, that's all right. <laughs> Give me 20 seconds. Of, did you see any clips of Judson Clark CV? No, but um, like I said, I, I've, I've seen actually North. I saw a bit of, and I was really impressed with what he did there. Uh, but yeah, the Melbourne hey, game, about I, that one. Yeah. Know, I was smashing beers with arms girls, so it was um, there was a bit of other things going on. But uh, look, um, he's been impressive. I mean, Taranto's probably been the story of our preseason, now with with how he's with how he's gone about it. Like even neutral people are saying he, he's looked fantastic in. Both games with his, with his two way running and his tackle pressure around the ball, I, I just I just think we're going to flick a switch on um, on next Thursday night. I'm no I've no doubt about that. And maybe if Taron isn't right, maybe don't be surprised if Miller does play key, a key role there with Bolter as your two keys, and um, maybe Sanson Ryan gets his gets another shot at it with um, Nan Curtis. Um, Speaking of Taranto, it's a good point you raised. He's, he's in flying form, he and Hopper. Uh, the stat that I enjoyed reading the most, especially in the absence of Dion Prestia going off early on, uh, was they they both led our numbers in contested possession. Taranto had 14, Hopper with 12, and centre clearances. Hopper with six, Taranto with two, EJ. So 
we've brought them over for a specific reason and it all be a practice match. They're the kind of numbers and things you want to see from those two guys and the impact they have in the team with, you know, and when Presti is in that, that takes it to another level, but at least you see things like that and you think, okay, well we can cope without Presti if he does go down. 100%, 100%. Sorry. It was a rogue dog on the loose. Um, we fixed that up. Yes. Uh, I really, really like what I've seen uh, from those two and, it's kind of funny watching them wax and wane too and get the ball to each other. They know where each other is, which is is pretty cool to see. Um, whilst we got licked in a lot of areas, as I said, when Prestia went off, we still looked all right in that area and they had a lot to do with it. Taranto's been a standout so far. And I think now I did hear what you said before. Um, I, yes, I did really like Juddy Clark. Um, he looks like he's had a big preseason. He was actually... Um, he looked very impressive. I don't know what he looked like at the ground, but he's moving really well, and um, he he that that running power looks really strong. Hundred percent. I was about to say the one thing that stood out for me is his ability to run hard all game, um, up and back. And, and I know a lot of people have made comment that he's kind of going to be the successor in the Kane Lambert role. <laughs> CV changes the background, um, and you can kind of you can see. <laughs> You can see that running power coming into Juddy Clark's game that that does replicate that of what Kane Lambert was doing for us, and his skills are pretty sharp too. So, um, you know, he's releasing the good early handballs. Uh, he's got a nice kick on him, and I, you, you want to see more games into him earlier. It's, it, I, I don't know why Sonzi didn't play. I think he's had a hip injury. But if Sonzi's not playing for whatever reason, then I think Juddy Clark should um, so, to have at least one of them in. So, so we know K Max got one of the wings. Locked in, like, right? But if Pickett yeah. doesn't get up, who do you want to see on the other wing? Do you want to see Judson Clark? Do you want to see Hugo? What are you thinking there? If, if Marlon can't get up for round one, who, do you, who, do you, who have you got for the wing? I wouldn't mind Judson Clark having a go at it. Um, he's got the – I feel like he's definitely got the tank to do it now. Uh, Hugo, I think he might have only been a chance had he played in the ones in this game just gone, EJ. I, I feel like that – is a bit of a telling point, maybe, or maybe there's reading too maybe. much into it, but maybe I, I, I like I like you go for the wing spot. Maybe a bit of size compared to Juddy, or and also um, probably had been in the system longer, so has that structure because our wings are really important. Uh, and one of KMAX's great attributes is he really holds the width and holds the shape of the ground so well, and the two wings sort of um, adjust their position depending on what side of the ball is on. And and I think Clark is maybe not there yet for that, but I'd like to see him in the side anyway because I think that running power is something that is really going to be rated. I mean, we all say that we miss Graham and Lambert or whatever because Graham's probably not going to get up, right? We need that. Two-way runner that will not stop. I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Clark's selected. In, he wasn't in my best twenty-two at the start of the year, but I would be surprised if he wasn't in the twenty-two next week. And just for the viewers that may not be aware, the reason we haven't mentioned Jack Ross for the wing position, which he has played, is he's actually got a medial strain um, occurred last Thursday at training, so he's out not long, yeah, you know, medium term, but. He's definitely out for a few weeks with a medial in his knee. So that's why we're not talking about Jack Ross um, to be considered for the wing position at this stage. 
we've actually got a few niggles. Yeah. Here we what's do. what's with uh, what's happened with Pickett? What's his injury? Um, I'm thinking it's a hip or abductor, but I'm not. Uh, it's can't quite recall off the top of my head. But um, yeah, we, we've got a few blokes that are 50-50, so um, might be a very interesting looking round one team with a few guys, you know, a few positional changes and that. So and. We'll there might not be any reason, and Juddy, There might not be any reason why we couldn't play both Ralph Smith and Clark. Like Clark could play forward, as someone put earlier in the Castagna type role. So you have Rioli Junior and Clark as your two nippy forwards to do the harassing and chasing. Ralph Smith on the wing, he can play forward as well. He's got good goal sense. He can play half back as well. Um, so there's, there could be scope to play both. But then, uh, yeah, are you entering territory that you start to look a bit younger and a bit fresher? But maybe that's not a bad thing. They bring a bit more vibrance and energy to the team. So. It's not always a bad thing. Yeah, Grok, Grok's come through and said, yeah, it is an abductor. Yeah, I was wrong. Okay. Uh, ben Miller must play. I think yeah. I think we'll see him come in. I, although I've been shocked. Did he play in the in the ones in that North Melbourne game as well? Yes. Yeah, he did. He did? Did he play yeah. for me? I just I can't remember that far back now. But I was a little bit shocked not to see him in for the Melbourne one. Um but I think I suppose that was because of the rucking with rucking partnership with Biggie, uh, Big Soldo and Nankervis out there. But I don't think I don't think we can go with that ruck combo. We just look too slow, and I I get why there's logic to it against a Gorn and and Grundy combo. But um, for round one, I think we go back to that hybrid model. Yeah, and keep in mind, um, Dave was Dave Asprey was playing key back and also being our number two ruck for a period of time as well. So it can be done. Uh, no, Cumberland, no, definitely not leaving out Cumberland. He'll definitely play forward as well. But I suppose the context of the comments was about, is he going to offer enough chasing ability to to shut down plays in defensive 50? Uh, but I actually thought Cumberland had a pretty good game on the weekend. The only thing he maybe did wrong is he handballed one off weirdly at the top of the square that he probably should have just kicked himself. So there was probably a couple of goals we left on the table, as Dimmer would say, EJ, with a bit of unselfishness. I think Bolton had one as well, but... You maybe don't mind seeing that too much, but you would rather see him take it upon themselves and, and convert than not. But I get why you want to bring each other into the game, though. 100%. And if they had have um, blazed and kicked it out in the full, we'd be saying, geez, have a look at these hogs. So, I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a bit of a no-win situation. And, and yeah, you're right. It's the time of year to, to muck around. And I actually think that's why they played Nankervis Soldo against Grundy Gorn was it was to see what happened. Okay, I think, just a bit of I think if it had been a real game in the middle of the season, I don't think Solo would have played. Interesting yeah. call. And I think someone mentioned somewhere that they heard Dimmer talking pre-game and he, he was interested to see how the four-line combo would work. Um, so I think even he knew that it wasn't maybe what it's going to look like in round one. But it's one of those things that they probably have to just find out what the balance looked like you know, if those kind of plays all end up in those spots on the ground. Oh, what? What is that? It hasn't worked. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a picture it's of Kane. Uh, oh, think, is I it? Think, I think CB's clicked the wrong link here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll get it right. Uh, not, not, that there's uh, anything, not that there's anything wrong with that, CB. <laughs> Damn. Nobody's... The <laughs> other player I want to mention, Liam Baker, I thought I had a ripper game, 36 disposals. 
um, you know, after coming off, was it appendicitis where he's appendix out, something like yep. that? that appendix yeah. out. I thought you couldn't have asked for a much better game, but the question is still needs to be asked. What part of the ground are we going to utilize him in? Because he can play anywhere. He can he can spend minutes in the middle, although I don't think he needs to now with the addition of Taranto and Hopper. I think that part's long gone. Um, but he could be the pressure small forward as well. But he's also very valuable down back. So listeners, keen to hear everyone's thoughts on where Baker, you think Baker's best foot is going to be as well as EJ and CB. I have no idea. I honestly don't know where to put him. Is he, I, so I think Simba, Dimmer does yeah. think of him as his Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, I mean, he, he he was fantastic. But where do you play him? You're not going to play him in the guts, as you say, because he's not Taranto and he's not Hopper. You don't want to waste him full game time down half back. Um. Could he play? Could he fill the other wing? I think Bakes. I think he's your swing man, mate. If you've got a problem in the forward line, you can put him there. Near the lockdown, he can play defence. I mean, the back line will be interesting because um, you need him for a bit of pace as well. Um, well. Actually, what's people's thoughts about Rioli's game? Because his first game against North was a bit average. How was he against the Demons? Okay. Yeah, he didn't set the world on fire, but didn't didn't do anything bad either, I don't think. But, I mean, he yeah, he's going to have to play. I mean, if Short's... I didn't realise that Short had a calf issue, so if he's out, then I think I think this week... Oh, sorry, in round one, by default, Baker will have to play defence alongside Rioli if, um, if Short is not in. Well, you think about it. If Tarrant doesn't play, you're Broad... I'll say Broad, Miller, Grimes, Rioli, Bolter... And I don't know who am I missing? Baker. I'm, I'm just saying you're going to need Bakes and Rioli for run off that half back line. Yeah, well, who else can do it? I mean, Mantle's probably the only other one that's played half back, but he hasn't been really getting bulk minutes in the ones. Or Hugo. Hugo could. Or K Mac actually. K Mac can play half back too. No, no, then no, no. You do lose your general not move. Moves, yeah. Do not move K Mac from the wing. Just saying. Don't. Just, just don't. Uh, no, Bolter. You... Oh, you go, you go, EJ. You go. Well, I, was just, I was pretty much going to say, what did you think of the um, of the boys down back? I think um, being it wasn't a full strength backline, I think they did okay, but. Part of the reason why they maybe seemingly failed was because of the amount of easy ball that was allowed to get in there. And that's not all, they can't always help that. But, you know, you saw Bolt, I thought Bolter was filling the holes really well. He was putting his body into positions that he was going to get crunched. Um, he was attacking out of the back line, kicked that 85 meter goal, had a little bit of breeze behind it. Um, he had that dumb free kick that he gave away, or the 50 meter penalty. Uh, but a little Vlost and DK, I, I, I think they were all okay without being outstanding um but i think they were kind of let down by the amount of easy ball that they'll you know their forwards are being given mcqualter mcqualter said in the interview after the game he said melbourne scored six goals from from deep defense and he said that's pretty much unheard of so from where they were getting the ball deep defensively they would put it straight through the whole ground and score which is that's, which is a bit of a concern 
Yeah, well, that's what I was saying before. It just seemed to escape our forward 50 really, really easily. And it's probably really hard to set up for that because you don't expect it to be down there that quick, do you? Hmm. No, and especially with that breeze as well. Like that carries a lot quicker too. So it puts him, it put him under enormous pressure. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, you could probably argue they had a dirty day, but I think there was a few things that didn't help them, that's for sure. And it wasn't the proper makeup as well. I thought uh, Clark did okay. Clark? Oh, no, who's the VFL? Uh, young. Young, young. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I wrote his name in. I thought he was pretty good. Got pushed under the ball a couple of times, but apart from that, I thought he was that's, pretty good. That's okay, though, isn't it? Like, it's a good learning experience for him. He's got okay size. Um, I think... You know, obviously, Tarrant's going to be the next go-to and then give when he comes back in. But I think uh, Young's more than suitable backup, and he could develop into something. Yeah, and he's got a bit of he's got he's got a bit of uh, athleticism. He moved moved pretty well in that. I, I said to CB the other day, he kind of reminds me of um abroad a few years ago. I, I he didn't I look overawed by it. I know no. it's season. He didn't look overawed or out of out of his depth. No, not at all. I've just seen a comment in there. <laughs> People don't forget, do they? <laughs> Oh, Jake Artstown. <laughs> <laughs> um, just uh, to answer uh, where I've seen the thing, Darren King, is Grimes right or carrying something? He's coming off a very significant hamstring from late last year. So whether he has some hesitancy about that, but he'll, he will go on Thursday night. There'll be no doubts about that. But whether he's just getting himself through so he's good to go, I don't know. He looked a half a yard off it. Yeah, I don't know what it looked like at the ground, but on TV he just looked just that that little bit off it. I don't know if it's father time or I don't know. Yeah, we need him fit and firing. Like we we need the back line to be yeah a strong cohesive unit because um I don't know. We just we missed last year. I sort of see what Andrew's saying, but. Uh, it's not our full team on the park. You, you can't judge what you saw on Saturday until you see your actual best 22 out there or 23, whatever it's going to be this year. Um, I'm not judging it any until uh, Thursday night at 10.30. So the, the Trent Cochin conundrum, does the Ford experiment have merit? Like I know we've got the cheeky side bet with Kane, but um, I mean – all beat a practice match again. He didn't look like getting remotely anywhere near it from what I could tell at ground level. Not sure if it looked any different on TV or not, but you know what you're going to get from him in the guts. You know, you're going to get a good solid contest, but then once the opposition peel away, he's going to struggle to keep up. But does the Ford move have merit? Will, do you think we'll actually see it in the season proper for yeah. a, a good portion of game time? But but you don't start him at the very, very start when the game's at, at, its, at, its, at its hottest. You bring him on after five minutes, so when, when there's a little bit of heat out of the game, then he can come in. You wouldn't have him from the get-go. I, don't, I mean, hey, the coaching staff know better than me, but I, I, I would have him starting on the bench is where I'd actually start him. But, so similar to like yeah. the Selwood role, he was coming off the bench a little bit? 100%. Now you're talking. Now yeah. you're talking. And, and, and he'll be managed. He'll miss a few games. Yep. Uh, and he'll be the person subbed out in a few games, and he may even be the sub in a couple of games. We've got to accept, I think, that he's not a four-quarter footballer anymore and we've got to get the most out of him we can because he's still got that absolute animal hunger for the player and the ball. 
question for you. So we know Dusty's got a special rule for himself and he can pick and choose when he goes in and when he goes out. You think Trent Cochin has the same license? Do you reckon Koch has that ability? If he sees a matchup that he likes in the middle, he will just put himself in the middle to influence the game? Do you reckon he'll have that license? Who's going to tell him no? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is he dangerous enough, though? Like, Darcy doing it's a genuine weapon. Does Koch have that same kicking penetration or lethal skill that it's going to be damaging? I think he's still a human cannonball going in that middle. I think he would still in shake sense, up in the first five minutes. I, I think I agree on the sense that if we need an inspirational moment, like a, a big hard ball get or a big tackle in the middle, I, I would you would turn to him first almost every yeah. day of the week, I think. So I Just think in he, that sense, if, you, if you need to turn the tide in something like a bit of a physicality way, I think, um, I think yeah, he would be the man. That's, he'd put his hand up. He doesn't need the captain next to his name, mate, to, to, to still lead out there on that ground when we need no, it. No, no. God, no. Absolutely not. Um, and I've just – I've seen something on the side. CJR, I don't think we have a posture coach, no. Apparently, um, oh, for, for Samson there. Ryan. Uh, Samson Ryan. Hunt, hunting over. Oh, he looked I okay. He has. He has. He's a very good. Goal kicking aside, now I will say – that ground to kick out, it was windy as all held down there. Not a great place for set shots. He was on a couple of tight angles. But his presentation and his attack of the ball, I thought he was quite good. He's going to be a very good player for us down the line, Samson, right? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's taken him a couple of years to put the size required on to be to not be bullied. That's well, he's right. Got, what, he's turning 21 this year? I've got no idea he might be a little bit older. Nah, he's only got drafted a couple of years ago. So I think I think he's um he'll get some definite game time this year. There's there's no doubt about it. And from what I've seen, I saw the against the North game, he looked really good. And the clips I saw um when he came back on for that last quarter looked really good there. So a bit to work with. The, the North game was the North game was an interesting one for him, wasn't it? Because he was the main man alongside Jack, obviously, with no Lynch. And I, I thought he handled it quite well. Like I said, presented crash packs, kick goals. And he's actually quite mobile at ground level. I think he's much more mobile at ground level than what Lynch is. I'm not saying he's going to replace Lynch and we don't play him. Um, but I think we've definitely got time. to. He's got time on his side. And I think he'll see some minutes. And I, I'm really wrapped for him because I still feel awful about the circumstances he was thrust into his debut game and how that panned out. Um, and I'd be happy to scratch that from the records, let him start fresh this year. Um, when it, I, yeah, he might, I wouldn't be shocked if he played round one, to be honest. He could be that hybrid mould um, Ruckman, but I just don't know what his defending ability is like. That's where Miller gets the nod in, in that aspect. Like if the Ruckman drifts forward, Miller can defend at least. Well, the thing is, though, if Taz isn't right to go, then Miller will play key back with Bolter. To sure. cover the two gorillas down there, so Ryan could get a go. I, I wouldn't put it past with, I wouldn't put it past that Ryan plays, and I'd be quite comfortable if he did play around one. To be honest, I think it'd be fantastic. That um that debut game was uh, very Jack Wattsish. Oh, like Warney's first game wasn't going to flash against India, mate. So, <laughs> sorry, what was that? Warney's first game against India wasn't real flash either. Look how that turned out. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying though, it was lambs to the slaughter. 
It was. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right weather. It wasn't anything. And he, I think he injured himself in the first quarter too. So <laughs> he copped a yeah, corky in the first like minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll, knee, so. we'll scrap that one from the record, I reckon. Uh, Dow, what did you make of his game, Major? I thought when he had bulk time in the middle, I thought he did good things. I thought he was all right. He he, he wasn't uber noticeable, but he didn't do anything. Um, there was nothing poor. Uh, I, I don't think he's best 25, but if we lost two or three midfielders, I'd have no issues with him coming in. I thought he looked composed and more than capable. He will be a bit of a a bit of a victim of circumstance here with the inclusions of Taranto and Hopper that he yeah. sort of goes back down the pecking order a little bit because I, I don't think, similar to Ross, I'm not sure what other position he could play if it wasn't in the middle. I don't think he's got that craftiness to play up forward or he doesn't have the, the dashing ability of half-back. Is that a fair call, CB, do you think? Sorry, Sorry I was just reading a comment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to respond to Tiger Forecaster about round one team being a very hybrid team. Hard to see being settled against the Blues with so many changes. I tend to agree, and I'm revising my forecast down from 120 points down to 98 at this stage. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Dale, he's like, I don't think Dale's on his last chance. Not at all. I think he had quite a substantial bit out. Was it with glandular fever, I think it was? that um, I think knocked him out for almost an entire year. So I, I think he's, I think he'll still get some games, but it's going to be dependent on either players resting, players injured. Like something will happen where he, he will get a game. Um, he's just got to make the most of it, doesn't he? Oh, and I can think, I ask a question uh, of the Melbourne team? How full strength was the Melbourne team against us? Who were they missing? I had a few out um, off the top of my head. Fritch was out. Um, Viney was out. Uh, there's a couple more. I don't yeah, really right, pay yeah. much attention to Melbourne, so I was, yeah, but so they, they're going to get better as well. They had a few of their top top liners out, yeah, yeah, there you go. So I'll just say on Dow, he'll get a few opportunities, but at the end of this season, with the deals that we've done for Hopper and Durano or whatever, a few of that sort of player are going to leave for opportunity. We have to. Be mindful of that. It's going to happen because yeah. oh, we're, priori- we're going to prioritize someone like keeping Sonzi than keeping Dow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to get your guys' thoughts on Nick Rewalt. I don't know if it was today or yesterday. Made comment about that he believes that this year of all years, there's going to be greater separation between the top eight and bottom eight in terms of talent and and skill level. So he thinks that the top eight teams are obviously naturally going to get better, but a lot have also put themselves in a good spot, whether it be drafting or young kids coming through. And he reckons by about the halfway mark um, that we'll have a very, very clear indication on the ladder and how it, and how it all is going to sit for the rest of the year. Do you buy into that theory or do you think it's an open race like it has been in previous years from pretty much you know first all the way through to maybe even 14th was kind of fighting for an eighth spot? I think this will be the tightest race we've ever seen. I disagree. I think with equalisation measures and everything's coming along and the way other clubs have recruited, I think it's going to be very, very tight. But I still I think, think Melbourne's a team to beat, but it's going to be very tight. Yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne's a team to beat, no doubt. Look, I think, I think it'll be tight for positions in the bottom half of the eight, but I think that there'll be 
three or four clear teams that will be the ones that can win the flag. And I don't think, and I think teams outside of that will be lucky if they do. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a bit tighter as well. But I agree. I think there'll be the top two or three teams that'll kind of be that half a step ahead of everyone else. Um, and it'll be a bit of a shit fight for the, the last few spots in the eight, which is what makes it interesting, really. Yeah. Like I mean, four, to four to 14 on the ladder, you could throw a blanket over them. But I think yeah. the, top, the top few will just separate themselves. Yeah. But what a winner. Yeah. Uh, all Tigers gone. Melbourne, Brisbane, Geelong, top three. Uh, yes, I agree. Yep, I agree with that. Brisbane, oh, I don't. Yeah, Brisbane pick it. They are a good team. I just think they uh, aren't mentally strong enough to carry it through all the way in finals. Uh, I just think, I honestly think, if they had a different coach, they'd have already had better results in finals. Um, yeah, they have recruited for need as just about as well as us. But yeah, Dunkley in the middle, too. Dunkley in the middle is massive for them. They get Ashcroft for free, and they get some smarts down forward to help out Dopey Joe, and uh, and his sidekick Eric. They've actually got now someone with a brain in the forward line in Gunston. Um, I, I think Brisbane are going to be a really, really dangerous side. I forgot about Gunston. That's a good call. Yeah, no, no, the Brisbane Brisbane will be good, and 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 this is where I'm not I'm not crying unfair or anything like that, but this is where Brisbane have a home 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 crowd, Geelong have a home 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 crowd and don't travel. Like we certainly get a lot of supporters and we love playing the MCG, but you get a real free kick for that one or two or half a game here and there that will separate you and get you that ladder position for the end of the year. I think I'd be staggered if Brisbane and Geelong didn't make the top four. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. I think both got good lists. Like it would take something catastrophic for them to not to not be featuring there. Um, yeah, both good teams. Geelong got everything for free. My goodness. <laughs> What was that silly deal? They got pick oh, seven and 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 that player. That's pick, yeah. Pick eleven hundred. How what, was that so Speaking of deals, you just you just uh, tweaked my interest. Do you want to talk about Collingwood and their suki suki la la dickhead ex president mouthing off about <laughs> and their supporters? Talking about how they saved the league and they're bigger than Ben Hur. Like, come on, they're taking the Mickey, surely, eh? Collingwood, Collingwood, full of themselves and full of their own self-importance. Particularly Eddie Maguire, the racist dickhead. Surprised. Yeah, you kind of got the timeline wrong. Saying that they were, you know, original tenants. Well, Melbourne is the <laughs> original tenant. We're clearly second, and they didn't save anything because the timeline he was talking about at that particular time, Collingwood were destitute and they needed help. They weren't giving anyone else help. Correct. Right. Anyway. <laughs> I forgot the bit. All right. Yeah. The, uh, the last topic I want to address, uh, we kind of touched on it briefly throughout the night, but our 450 entry, there's been a lot of points in chat about it. We seem to be just bombing it in long again, EJ. It's, it's like 
it's ingrained into our players' heads to do it. And it's, I feel like now too many opposition have worked out that, you know, that's the way it's going to go in. And it's easy enough to nullify it. If you've got any two decent, you know, defenders, um, it's going to get cut off. But it's it's not, it can't keep working, can it? We've got, we have to change the way we're going inside 50. Something has to give. It feels like... And I'm not. I don't want to feel like this is pointing the finger at Dimmer, but has he? Have we tried to evolve our 450 entries? Because I know we scored a lot of CB last year, but we were the number one. Very, four, we were the number one scoring know, team in the league. I know, but we're very ineffective. Like it's because we've got pure weight of numbers getting it in there, but we're just not very effective. Like we're not really efficient in a ratio perspective. Yeah, um, it's just ugly, and I feel like we're just leaving so many more opportunities on the table by sitting in on someone's head. Like, how much better does Tom Lynch look when he's on the move instead of standing there with his arm in the air? I have full confidence that we've uncarlton David Teague and we'll be defensively is where our issues are at. So hopefully Truck Rutten can work his magic there. But um, that def- it's, it's, it's behind the balls where our problems are at the moment. Not forward of the ball, not in the middle of the ground. Um, but hopefully Taranto with his two-way running will get this. And Matt Kamak, we've got some real good power runners now that will be able to push back and push forward. Um, defensively is where our problem is, not forward. Oh, I, disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, I, think the defend- I think the defence is being <laughs> exposed by our lack of pressure down forward. And if we tidy up our midfield and forward pressure, the defence will have more time to get set and then they won't look so poor. Um, in regards to the forward 50 entries, Del Santo did say on the coverage, and I don't know whether this was evident at the ground, Chris, that Melbourne were really well set up with their spares behind the ball, Lever and May controlling and patrolling the area. And so we sort of lost our way a bit. Um, is that something that we need to uh, work our way through? Is, is, it, is our issue only against the top sides? And so therefore, do we not see it often enough through the year? But, but maybe that's the point. Maybe that's what you take out of that game is you, you know, well, shit, that really worked well against us. How can we implement that? What I've noticed is that when Dusty was playing as a forward, he, he sat a lot deeper than when it was Jack or Tom doing. They sat a lot higher. Um, and then when they sat higher, May, yeah, May or Lever would just sit 15, 20 metres behind the ball, similar to what, you know, when we were winning flags, how Grimes would sit off, um, behind as the nude as, as whatever Dim I think like to call it but that's where bombing it doesn't work well so if you've got two reasonably good intercept markers or guys who can read the ball which most teams do have these days it's easy for them to cut off like the amount of times we'd get the ball out of defensive 50 get it up to the wing to Lynch or Rewalt who were essentially on a three verse one um, with no real other support it, it just kept breaking down and we and that was kind of the theme a little bit last year too that, that we weren't able to sort of pick our way through um, as, like other teams do to us. I'm trying to think of the last five games when Cumberland come into the team, and that changed up where we, we had more hit-up forwards. I think we hit our forwards up a lot more in that last five, six weeks when Cumberland come He's in. frozen. Yeah, he gets on his bike, doesn't he? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. I've got faith. I've got faith. Well, hopefully we have a, a good outing round one against the Blues, so... All right, I suppose everyone's homework for the next week is to to work out what we think the best 22 is going to look like for round one. Um, so I'm sure we can put together a, a bit of a side to reveal on Monday and see what we think will, will happen there. But 
hopefully we get these injuries under control soon. I mean, the names you mentioned off the top CB, there's a couple of uh, alarm bells there. But, I mean, if, if press is 50-50, I'm tipping we're not going to play him. Same as short. So maybe we're already factoring them out of the equation, I, do you think? I reckon, I reckon Presti will play. Short won't. I reckon Tarrant won't play. I reckon Pickett will. That's my take. Out of those four, I reckon two will play, two won't. So I reckon... I, I, I actually think Miller will come in and play key back, and I think Samson Ryan will come in and play Ruck with Dan Curvis ahead of Soldo. And, to keep, and keep in mind, there's talk that... Jack, and I, I had a text from a mate, and I've seen it in the comments... There's a there is a concern around Jack Rewald as well. In injury sense, scans today. On, on what? Rewald had scans today. Don't know what on, but just so that, so it was reported on Fox Footy. So um, could be a very interesting team round one. People might get their hybrid and have Jack out for round one and combo could be the man. Who knows? Oh, you go, Aaron's put finger. I swear he has a scan on his finger almost every year, doesn't he? Around this time. Uh, yeah, I'd be a bit reluctant to play anyone that's sort of semi-injured, just get them right. And, and Kegs, that's a good point. Mackay and Kerno will be maybe a slight concern if uh, Tarrant doesn't get up. But you've got to back Bolter in. And this is where missing Gibkiss missing will, will hurt a bit as well. But I also think Miller can more than hold his own too. Uh, I, I think he's got enough size about him, enough smarts about him that he can given a, a, a job and Brody's going to do his thing as well so I think between the six of them um, they should be okay Miller's so, a big boy he's quick Miller's bloody quick yeah, for his size and he reads it well I, I would have no qualms in Miller playing on either one of them I, I think he'd be fine yeah. alright I think that wraps it up because we, we won't go too much into the Carlton stuff because we'll save that for next week uh, for the Monday night show so thank you gentlemen for joining thank you everyone can I, for can joining I just say one week. thing Oh, yep, yeah, go for it. Um, the stand rule. Oh, yes, the stand rule. Right. We all hate the stand rule, don't we? Is yes. that fair? Very fair. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Kudos, kudos to the AFL. They have a special talent. They have taken the worst rule in the book and they've made it worse. They've made it worse. I was away for work, and so I happened to catch last Thursday night because I was in my dodgy motel room, as usual, um, <laughs> the Brisbane-Geelong game. So a couple of adjustments to the stand rule now is if you are coming into impact and you don't get there in time, you can't retreat out, Right? But there yep. was a situation where um, Geelong were going forward. The Brisbane player didn't quite make it for the mark. He backpedalled out, but the other Brisbane player thought, right, I need to get on the mark. And he pointed at the mark and ran into the mark and got pinged for 50. So now actually trying to do the right thing and stand in one spot like they've asked you to do, if you haven't done it, quick enough, or if the other person has decided that they want out, you can't do it. 50 metres, it was a goal. Like, it is a dumb rule, and they've made it infinitely dumber 
with two extra interpretations on it. And I was watching and I just had the fox and, and I rewound it three times. I was trying to figure out what happened. Seriously. There's going to be a, a lot of confused people at games this year, isn't there? Do we know when and if this new CEO is going to be announced? <coughs> it keeps getting pushed back, doesn't it? Give me a candidate that says, I will abolish a stand rule and I will lead a fucking stampede onto AFL. <laughs> it's a dumb rule. And I know you pointed it out several times before, but how how stupid is it that yeah, players are getting penalised from running away from the guy with the ball? Like, you're giving him more space, which is what they want. You're not impeding him whatsoever. They Thank want you. more space. They want more time. And you're getting penalised for it. It, it defies logic. It, and, you know, the four umpires thing, uh, I can see what they're trying to do. If the four umpires means they were opening up the talent pool to get more umpires in there, the better decision makers that maybe didn't pass the fitness side of things previously, great. But it's going to cause a lot more confusion because, like you said, we're adding more interpretations. Um, and all, all of our rules are interpretation-based. They're not clear-cut. Well, not Gil most, most of them. Gil McLaughlin will see this year out, mate. He, 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 won't risk, he, won't, he will still be there by, half, by the halfway mark of this season. There's just too, yeah, many, there's too many bodies. There's too many bodies and issues he's got to sweep under the carpet for him to go yet. With the Hawthorne racism issue, with Fagan and Clarkson, You've got a whole bunch of shit that he will not let someone else get their hands on. He has to control it so he can control the narrative. So he ain't going anywhere until all these reports and findings are out and he's um, doctored the results to make the AFL um, look like what they are. Tinfoil hat on. It's not, mate. I reckon, he's not, I reckon, you, know, you know it's true. You know it's true. That prick, if you read that book, The, um, the Boys Club by Michael Warner, and incidentally, hey, what happened to that guy after he released that book where it just tipped a bucket and exposed a lot of shit from AFL corruption in the last 20 years? That's right. He's now doing Nadia Bartel articles in the Herald Sun, mate. Worked out well for him. But, you know, um, there was a lot of truth in that book. And what and, and Gil McLaughlin is an architect of, and Dimitri and Mike Fitzpatrick are the architect of a lot of bad shit in the last 20 years. And that, and that is why the AFL don't want Benny Gale because he won't fall into the boys' club mentality. He would do things the right way in what he deems to be appropriate and that may not align or... But that's good for us, though. I'd rather Benny with us than there, uh, personally. But And one more thing. Um, I would just like to say thank you to a three-time premiership legend. He'll always be a legend in my eyes. I'll love him to the day I die for giving us some great football moments. Congratulations to George Castagna on a wonderful career, and I wish him all the best in retirement. Yep. I highly respect players that absolutely eke every ounce out of themselves. When you think of some of the players that we've picked high, like Ben Lemon Lennon and players like that who had all the skills in the world. Coriolis. Coriolis. Silk. <laughs> right. Had zero application, and then you get a guy that just applied himself and, you know, Got a game through the back door. Absolutely, hats off to George. Um, enjoy your retirement. Love yeah, it. Yeah, agree. Three-time Premiership player, and you know, it's. I don't mind people who have criticised his performances over the journey because every player's had a performance to be criticised. But you've got to show the ultimate respect to the guy. Three flags, 
Uh, it was probably unlucky not to get a Norm Smith, to be honest. If he kicked, if he converted five of those shots, he, he might have actually jagged it. Yep. But uh, yeah, hats off to Georgie. Um, shit tattoos, but he, he played some extraordinary footy for us. Um, and really, he was a big piece of part of the puzzle as to how our pressure game got up and running. Like that's him, that's Butler, right. Higgins, like when they that kind of kick started everything. And he played taller. And we said it on this show, there's been a lot of critics of George, but he did a lot of work without the ball that people maybe never saw or wanted to accept. He's running hard both ways. He ran unrewarded a lot of times. Um, and yeah, he's always a Richmond man. Jimmy and, referenced that running. And would <laughs> you believe? Would you believe George is actually going to study tattooing now that he's retired? That is a he will make a fortune if he opens up a shop. <laughs> so, so I hope George can't come in between the lines better than he kicks a goal. You'll let someone. It'll be like that tattoo when you saw that episode of Jackass when Henry Rollins got a tattoo going over those um going over those uh, rocky roads and Steve O was tattooing him. Yes. <laughs> I hope the smiley face looks a bit better. George is going to be called Mr. Squiggles Tattoo Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> he will have a queue of Richard people out the door. He will make a killing off that, undoubtedly. I hope he does. I hope he kills it. I hope he smashes it. Yeah, so do I. So do I. No, ultra respect for, for Georgie. Uh, well played. Um, credit to him for, you know, if he wasn't feeling it, that he wasn't able to, to invest as much as he could. You know, he's sort of putting the team ahead of himself, uh, which a lot of the a lot of the players have done when they felt it's time to retire. So that gives us another chance to uh, to recruit the mid-season draft as well. So, you know, thanks for allowing someone else an opportunity too, I guess, to, to try and live out their football dreams. But all the best to Georgie. And, uh, all the best to, and also congratulations to Kieran Bradkey too on getting the spot yes. that we did call. So yeah, you got that one that, right. Yeah. Yes. And Much he looks story. all right too. Bradkey looks all right. Well, it's... Um, I think I think we'll actually ultimately end up getting Narkle in the preseason in the midseason draft now that Georgie's pulled the pin. Um, but yeah, we'll just uh, warm up a decedent for a bit for us, and then we'll hopefully get him across. But yeah, Bradkey looked all right, and you know if if Jack's under an injury cloud, and I suppose Samson Ryan gets first up crack at it, but uh, yeah, he could find himself maybe fighting for a spot as well at some point. Yeah, no, I think it'll be uh, it's. Round one could be very interesting, mate. We'll have to watch that. That injury list is um, a little concerning. Yeah, which we don't want at this time of year. So, all right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. CB, EJ, thanks so much for jumping on board. Much appreciate it. Tiggs, again, hope you're feeling better soon with a concussion. Same to you, Grok, with the, the earaches. Hopefully it all clears up. And uh, we'll try and get a, a full team on board next week heading into the, the game against the Blues. So take care of yourselves. And until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Thanks for watching, guys. Go Tigers and girls.